Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Oh, Joel. It's good to have Joel back in the house. It's good to have you guys here as well. Hi. Welcome to church. Hello to everyone listening on the podcast as well. Who loved the Pathways to Life series from Pastor Jace. How good was it? Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Jace. And look, there's nothing new under the sun, right? So I'm just going to piggyback on the... Just imagine right now, Pastor Jace piggybacking me. That would be... Should we should... Do you want to... No, nah, I, I reckon I'll hurt you. I'll, it's probably not a good thing for anyone's back to be piggybacking me. But I thought, I'm just going to piggyback on the back of Pastor Jace's Pathways to Life series and flow on from his incredible few messages. And the whole purpose of these Pathways to Life, of reading and receiving the Bible, of uh, moments with God in prayer and of gathering together in community, the whole point of these is not to get to a destination, it's not to attain some sort of level of perfection, but it's to grow a relationship. It's to know God more, to encounter His presence in ways where He would transform every part of what makes us human. Pathways to life are pathways to Him. And as you and I encounter His presence more and more, as we encounter His presence at a deep and intimate level, the transformation that in our hearts can take place for that, that can impact us and can impact those around us. The late pastor and author A.W. Tozer says this. He says, religion can reform a person's life, but it can never transform him. Only the Holy Spirit can transform. Form. And it's the Holy Spirit's illuminating presence that makes the Bible, which, which is in essence a book, it makes the Bible a significant transforming power in our lives. It's the very tangible touch of the God who we are praying to that can awaken us and empower our next steps. It's this atmosphere of faith and hope and love that I'm, I'm sure you're encountering today as we gather together as the community of faith. It's the very presence of God that's coming near, lifting us up, strengthening us, and ultimately so He can transform us more and more in His image as we call Him near, as we ask Him to come and fill us. He is so faithful to respond. Now, I'm going to show my Pentecostal roots right now. We are a Pentecostal church, right? Last time I checked. We're a Pentecostal movement, C3. We're a a Pentecostal people. Can I hear an amen? Oh, there's a bit of Pentecostal this morning. Come on. There is nothing more for me, more Christian, than to have every one of my senses awakened by the very presence of God coming near. Yes, we need intellectual robustness in theology. I'm all for that. Yes, we need this coherent biblical knowledge. Yes, yes, we need a moral integrity of living right. Absolutely. But if it's just those things... If our faith is just those things, we can easily stay at this philosophical level or this external lifestyle and it won't get in and transform our hearts. It can't. 
What will? Who will? Jesus Christ. Jesus' life, his death, his resurrection, his victory and life to the full. It's, it's made alive in us as the Holy Spirit comes and impacts our very hearts by his presence. And as that happens, forgiveness flows. Love flows, hope flows, peace flows, power flows, the miraculous flows. We are meant to see and, and touch and feel and hear, hear and smell God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. We're meant to have every one of our emotions impacted by God. We're meant to feel the feels, people. All the time? No. Most of the time, no. <laughs> but regularly, yes. Yes. Now, we're not whole, hanging our whole Christian walk on whether we feel something or hear something or see something. But based on who we know God to be, God is a relational God who as Trinity is the ultimate community of faith. Based on the fact that God came in flesh, heaven came to earth as a human being, Jesus Christ, to identify with and save humanity. And based on the fact that on the day of Pentecost, God would come in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, not only to be with us, but to live in us, to dwell, to make His home in us. And so based on those facts, yes, it is totally appropriate. It's totally right to have an expectation that when we call out to God, that He is going to come near and we're going to experience the fullness of His presence. And so many of us get ripped off because we reduce Christianity to the intellectual or to an external saying and doing of the right thing. And this renders these pathways to life, these powerful pathways, it renders them powerless. But there's more. How good's the Lord's Prayer videos that Pastor Jace has released and the team, they've done an incredible job. We had the first three launched last Sunday. We've got three more dropping today, people. And then we've got the final four next Sunday. They are amazing. And it's through the Lord's Prayer that Jesus is showing us how necessary it is to know God in every area of what makes us human in our intellect, in our logic, in our thinking, in our physical body, in our circumstances, and most importantly, in our hearts. All of them play a significant part. They're interlinked and they lead to a transformation of who we are at our very core. And as I go through the Lord's Prayer this morning, I'm also going to illustrate this through my experience of watching my son Harrison play a scratch match, a footy scratch match a couple of weeks ago. Let's start. Matthew 6, verse 9. Our Father... In heaven, hallowed be your name. I'm puffed out. <laughs> our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. A foundation of our Christian faith is a knowledge that God exists. A knowledge at an intellectual level that he is real. And as you and I pray and as we read and receive the word, there's my son actually, he's just come back from his footy game. He's walking through the foyer. Good on you, H. Um, and as we get into community, we then start to learn some of the characteristics of, of who God is, what He's like. He's good. 
He's perfect. He's a creator. There's a sense of bigness and wonder and awe as we wrap our minds around this reality that God exists and He is so great. He is so vast that heaven, that sorry, that earth cannot contain Him. And so heaven is His home. We also come to know that He's personal and He's loving. And we kind of get this feeling that we are kind of created in His image for some sort of relationship with Him. He wants to come close and he is our father and we are his children. He's like this true north, this guiding light, this anchor point for our lives. He's the one who gives us worth and who gives us identity. But even though there's this comfort in knowing that God is real, that he exists, what remains is this incredible mystery because we get this sense that he is deeply other. He is wonderfully different to you and I. And so there's this mystery that our minds really struggle to comprehend. We, we can't often hear him when we call out to him. We can't see him the way we can see the hands in front of our face. We reach out and we, we can't sense his closeness at times. I took Harrison to his footy scratch match a couple of weeks ago. It was a Friday night. It was freezing, man. And so we went, uh, we, we got there, got out the car, told him I was going to stay and watch the game. And so he went off to warm up with his mates. And, and so he knew I was there. I'd driven him there. I had told him that I was going to stay and watch. And so he had this knowledge that his dad was there. But I noticed a couple of times as he was warming up, he was kind of looking around for me. You know, like the meerkats kind of like poking their head. He, he knew I was there. There was this logic that I'd driven him there. I told him I was going to be there, but he didn't know where I was. He didn't know where I was actually sitting. And so even though there was this comfort in knowing that his dad was there, because as his dad, I give him a sense of his identity, there was still this discomfort in him because he didn't know exactly where I was. And a head knowledge of God is totally appropriate as a starting point for people beginning their journey of faith. It's totally appropriate for our intellect to be stimulated as Christians, as disciples of Him, continually as we go on. It's really important that our intellect is continued to be stimulated by the knowledge and the reality that God exists, but it's not meant to stop there. God wants to come closer. God wants to fill more than our minds with His presence because there's power in coming closer. There is power in coming closer. Thanks, Kel. Oh, what's he doing here? This is, oh. Matthew 6, 10 to 11. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. There's another step in our walk with God. Moving past the knowledge that he's there, somewhere in heaven, to calling him near, to calling him close, to calling him into our worlds from the heavens to earth. And through the receiving of the word, the Bible, through prayer, through community, we discover that the God of the universe, that Father in heaven, he wants to come near. He wants to care for and nourish his children. He knows our needs. He knows your needs. He knows my needs and he wants to come and meet those needs. And we see this as Jesus 
the precious Son, the only Son of God, would come from heaven to earth in flesh as a human being to bring that freedom and that change in our lives. He wants to come near. He wants to provide for us. He wants to bring provision in our lives, in our health, in our finances, in our relationship. He wants to be our source. He wants to show His faithfulness. He wants to create in us a dependence on Him. And so Harry's at footy and he's kind of looking up and he's looking around trying to find me and he finally sees me and we make eye contact. Ah, Why am I getting emotional? Love my son. And he smiles at me and I'll smile back and we wave and I give him a little bit of a thumbs up. You're doing well. It's only warming up, but yeah, that's pretty good. We have this locked in moment of interaction and it's amazing how much of a lift that gives him. He sees me, he smiles, and then he runs off with this, this fresh gusto with his mates. As now he, he knows where my presence is. He sees me. And he can channel his ears now. He can lean into that area of where I'm sitting. So he can now hear me when I call out to him. And I encourage him. And I help him. And there's this another level of presence being felt between Harrison and his dad. And it shows on his face. And many of us in our journey... With God, we experience these incredible moments with Him where He comes and He breaks into our worlds and He brings this sense of physical blessing into our worlds. We ask Him to come near and He comes near. He comes and brings a need. He comes and shifts a circumstance. He comes and gives us a boost of hope or strength, that strength to carry on. And that's amazing. And that's brilliant. Yet many of us stay here. We're happy for Jesus to be our saviour, to be our hero, to rescue us. And he is meant to be that, but he's meant to be so much more. He's meant to be our Lord. He came that we would surrender and we would worship him as Lord. And it's in those moments that deep transformation can take place. There is another step. God wants to bring his presence to a greater depth in our being. Band, why don't you come up? I know you've just got comfortable. He wants to come closer. He wants to impact our minds. He wants to radically impact our physical circumstances. But he wants to go further. Matthew 6 12, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. We move here from an intellectual knowledge of the reality of God. We move to this place of physically experiencing and counting God breaking into our worlds and bringing shift and change. And we move to the very heart of the gospel. This is the crux. This is why Jesus came. So that forgiveness would be experienced. So that forgiveness would come in and change our hearts. Forgiveness is the result of what Jesus came to do. Forgiveness is freedom. Forgiveness is hope. Forgiveness is costly. Forgiveness is a gift. 
this great forgiveness motivated by a deep love. And forgiveness is an experience and an encounter that it, it, it needs to start in our mind. It starts in our mind by us making a decision. We can have this also this sense of a physical outworking of forgiveness in our lives. But essentially, forgiveness needs to get into our heart to actually change it. This is where God wants to get in. He's not content being in our minds. He's not satisfied connecting with us in a physical way. He wants to come in and fill our hearts. He wants to come and reside in us. And as you and I, we kind of own our inability, own our imperfection. As we call out to Him, call out to Him as Saviour and as Lord and receive His forgiveness, God the Holy Spirit comes. And He comes in the very depths of who we are. And He radically changes us. So we're never the same again. And this is a promise. This isn't just for the elite. This isn't just for those who do the right things for long enough. This isn't only for a certain type of person. This is everyone, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Jesus says this to his disciples in John 14, 15 to 18. If you love me, keep my commands. That's a whole nother message. And I I will ask the Father and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. (sighs) The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him. You know Him. Followers of Jesus, you know Him. For he lives with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, Jesus says. I will come to you as you and I receive the forgiveness that Jesus came and died and rose again to give us. And we allow it to get into our hearts through the presence of the Holy Spirit. It fundamentally alters our very lives. It alters our future and it alters the future of those around us. What we have received, we are called to pass on. And so Harry plays his first quarter of footy. And I head, head down at quarter time to the huddle. And he sees me, moves towards me. And we're close. And my presence is felt. I wrap my arm around him and I say, well done. I love how you, you kept your feet there. I love, I love how you tackled that guy all the way down to the ground. I love how you picked the ball up and you looked around and you dished out that hand pass and you didn't just blindly, blindly kick or try to take on four guys in the tackle like most of your teammates do. I encourage him. I give him a high five. I, I say, you can keep going. I know for Harry, so much of his football is about confidence. And I say, I've got confidence. Ah. <laughs> I've got confidence in you, brother. And I give it to him. I give what I have. I pass it on. And what impact does that have on Harrison? You'd have to ask him. He won't give you much. He's almost 12. He's not going to give you much. <laughs> it means a lot to know that his dad's there. It means even more to know that his, his dad's sitting and watching intently. It means everything to know that his dad's close 
and that he can feel his dad's presence. Our Father in heaven, he wants to fill our minds with his reality. God the Son, Jesus, he has brought heaven to earth so that we can experience his provision and presence in our physical circumstances. And God the Holy Spirit, he wants to come and not just be with us, but he wants to dwell in us. Holy Spirit wants to make his home in our hearts at the very core of our beings. He wants to awaken all of our senses to the reality of his presence. He wants to transform us through his forgiveness, through his healing. This forgiveness that brings freedom and and restoration, that makes us new. And at times, when we invite the Holy Spirit to come and kind of do a work in us, it's painful, right? Yeah! Moments and seasons and encounters that that aren't all sunshine and rainbows. They're they're tough moments. Why are they tough? Why are they painful? Because they require surrender. They require a laying bare of our wounds and our fears and our disappointments and our failures. However, nothing, nothing, nothing can beat the tender, loving, yet powerful presence of Holy Spirit as He comes in, as He rips out the weeds, as He cleans the grime, as He heals the soul, as He transforms our hearts. Yet there's this contention, right? There's this contention for this to become a reality for us. Hence the next part of the Lord's Prayer, verse 13 of Matthew 6. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. There is an evil one. There is an enemy. There is an opposer, the devil, who wants nothing more than our minds, even our circumstances, to be filled with and impacted by God's presence, yet our hearts remain untouched. He'll tempt us with other loves, other priorities, other things that we would give our hearts to. A relationship, finances, success, happiness, comfort, even family. These are good things. Good things that can turn into the ultimate thing, but can never fulfill us and give us what we need. Let us not yield to temptation, God. Let us not yield to temptation, God. Deliver us from evil, God. Rescue us from the evil one, God. That is my prayer for us, that we would not yield when temptation comes and that we would be rescued from the evil one. And when we come to Pathways to Life, when we create and, and fashion these incredible opportunities of reading the Bible and, and praying and coming together in community, As we do that, let's make a choice. Every time that we come into these uh, opportunities, let's make a choice to invite God to come near. That we wouldn't just mindlessly go through them, tick the box and move on. But in these moments, we would say, God, I have an expectation that you would come near. God, I want to meet with you. God, I I want you to fill every part of who I am. 
I want you to fill my mind. I want you to fill and, and connect with my physical circumstances. But God, more than anything, I want you to come into the very depths of who I am. I need you to get into my heart. I need you to transform my heart because transformed hearts can change the world. It can change our families. It can change our neighbours. It can change our communities. It can flip and change the world changed heart, a transformed heart. When our pathways to life are truly pathways to Him, the truth of the Bible, as we read it, will overwhelm us. There might be, might be Bible college students here from, from back in the day, and I remember I did a lecture on Romans, and I read, read Romans chapter 8 out, and as I'm reading this to 17, 18-year-old students, I just begin to weep. And they're looking at me just dumbfounded. Their, their mouths are just open. They're going, what, is this guy cooked? Like, what is going on with this dude? The truth of the Word of God had overwhelmed me. And Romans, Romans 8 regularly does that for me. John 1 as well. Remember when Pastor Jay said, hey, why don't we read the Gospel of John? It's going to be awesome. I didn't get past John 1. I got stuck in John 1 and I'm reading. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. God came, came in flesh. Like I was overwhelmed at an emotional level by the truth of the Word of God. I wanted God to come near. In moments of prayer, would be, would be struck by His greatness. Struck by his greatness as the list and lists in prayer are fine. They're good. But as we come and, and we have this expectation that we're meeting with the very God of the universe who would come near, we would be struck again and again but with the awe of his wonder, with the grace that he gives us, with the forgiveness that flows. And as we come in a community and we hear that corporate sound of worship and hunger and desperation as we're encouraged, as we look to each other and see big smiles on our face. We're glad to be here. We're happy to be here. We believe in God. We're those Christian people. We're pretty cool. We get, there's a lift in us. There's a strength that comes. There's a faith that rises in us as our pathways to life are pathways to Him. Not because we're awesome at doing those things, but because he's here, he's in the very midst, moving and working, and he's so welcome. So why don't we stand to our feet? We're going to worship. And we're just going to take a moment to invite him near. And so in our heads, we might be going, oh, cool, we're wrapping up church soon. This is like the last song. Yep. Kind of worked that out in our brains. I've, this week, I've prayed f- for this moment more than any other moment. I have an expectation that in this moment, as we open our hearts and we surrender and we, we ask Him to come near, we ask Him to, to move past our minds, move past our physical circumstances, and we ask Him to come into our very heart. We let the guards down. 
What are we, why are we holding God at arm's length? Why are we holding, holding God back? What is in us that, would, that we could just make a decision today to let go, to drop? Those barriers, those distractions, those fears, those disappointments. Make a decision right now, choosing to let them go. Pride go in Jesus' name. Self-reliance go in Jesus' name. Just begin to lift your heart to Him. Begin to invite Him in. Ask Him to come and fill you. Ask Him to come and fill your mind. To overwhelm those doubts. Ask God to come and meet those physical needs. Those physical circumstances. Make a decision to trust Him for those things. And ask God to come and get into your very heart. Crave that transformation that only the Holy Spirit can bring. Holy Spirit, come. You're so welcome in this place. We invite you to come in right now. We're getting all Pentecostal this morning. We're going to ask you in, Holy Spirit. We're going to ask that you would move. We declare an open heaven right now. We ask that you would come and flood our hearts, flood our minds, flood our very beings. Come and bring change and bring transformation in the name of Jesus as we worship you this morning. As we worship you this morning. Thank you, God. Let's sing. Let's sing. Thank you, Jesus. Oh.
Jesus, Jesus, my Savior, my whole heart surrendered, I give you my all, all my honest love. Jesus, my Savior, my whole heart surrendered, I give you my
got a, an encounter night tonight. We're going to worship and we're going to pray and we're going to have moments on the altar. And so if God's sparked something for you, triggered something for you this morning, I invite you to come along five to six o'clock tonight to give God a bit more space, a bit more time. We just got a little piece, little snippet of Him this morning. But God, right now we... We declare that our whole hearts are surrendered to you. And we open our hearts, whatever that looks like, whatever that means for us. We just say we're all in. And we say we want you to come and we want you to fill us. We want you to fill every part of who we are. We want you to come and bring transformation. We want that forgiveness to be a reality in our world, your love, your peace, your hope. And we thank you, Lord God, that your presence is with us. You are with us. You will never leave us or forsake us. You've made that promise to us. We trust that you are with us in every situation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.